Famous First Times, we're back. Hello, Ian. We should say sorry for not being around for the past two years. How, how's everyone doing out there? Are you yeah. all all right? Are we, what we're doing, are we doing the same thing that we used to? Same old shit, Dom. First times, anything first for shags, drugs, food. We're going to do shagging today, aren't we? Shagging mainly today, but from now on. We're not doing series because why, why, why are we not doing it? We just cannot be fucking arsed, to be honest. We're just going to record them and then we'll put them out when we feel like it. And then you'll have to just keep checking back and just seeing if one's popped up. Oh yeah, and we've got an OnlyFans. Little bonus bits, couple of quid a month. Get some free dirty shit. Got Billy Idol over there, we've got Tom Jones. Are you going to get your cock out for it? Oh, what? I, what, what? That's what you do on OnlyFans, isn't it? We'll, we'll have a tier for 100 quid a month where we they get a, a dick pic a month. Wow. I don't know if I'm comfortable with that, Ian. 100 quid, 50 you... quid each. I don't know, would you do that? 50 quid, 50 quid, what? Maybe. Well, sign up for it and then you might end up just getting a random cop that. No, I've got to be honest. Google. No, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't cheat our listeners like that. I would, right, well, I would be honest. Sign up for 100 quid, you can get Ian's cop. As long as my face isn't in it, so it can't <laughs> be used against me. Okay. Anyway, we've got an OnlyFans full, full of bonus stuff, especially yeah. for you. If you want to just spend two quid, then we'll, we'll send you exclusive content. Two quid. Let's see how that goes. Yeah. Anyway, today we're doing Iggy, Iggy Pop Dom. What do you think? I, I like Iggy Pop's music, me, man. Yeah, do you like Iggy yeah. Pop? <laughs> He's good, isn't he? He's all right. When I was a teenager, I was really obsessed. Lately, I've not listened to him for about 15, 20 years. Really? Yeah, it's not interesting really? anymore. But I used to love him. I've got, talent. I've got fondness for him and the Stooges, yeah. Have another listen, you might like it still. I'm a grown man. I'm not, I'm not a child anymore. Yeah, no, the children listen to Iggy Pop and the Stooges. <laughs> yeah, kids' music, kids' band. Fair enough. Right, I've popped you heard about his dick. We all know about Iggy's dick, don't we? <laughs> what do you know? What do you know? Um, it's a schlong and a half, isn't it? Well, I've got one story in here that gives the exact measurements. Brilliant. To the quarter of an inch. So that, that detail, yeah. No, to the last quarter of an inch. So you get. Yeah, I, know, I didn't think he had a quarter of an inch dick. <laughs> you sounded gutsish. You sounded really <laughs> Oh, I thought it was bigger than that. <laughs> First story, this is just to kind of get the gist of Iggy, the kind of man he is. This is a scene-setting story. It's from a book called Yakety Yak, Midnight Confessions and Revelations of 37 Rock Stars and Legends from June 1994. Pretty obscure book, this. I was really pleased to find it. And this is Iggy's story about seeing The Doors live in 1967. Out comes Morrison. He looks like a heady llama. Llama? <laughs> I don't know what that means, but Lamar. Lamar. So not like, a, like an alpaca. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a heady Lamar in Samson and Delilah. Grease shiny black hair down to his crotch. Pearl white skin, black suede beetle tie boots. Leatherette trousers. Conch belt, leather jacket, and uh, Pete Townsend shirt with ruffles. I was transfixed with how beautiful he was. I was in ecstasy. Plus, there was this really horny young girl with a French last name swaying in front of me to the mule deck. And I'm rubbing my dick against her butt until I finally came in my pants. <laughs> Woohoo! Fucking hell again. <laughs> Can't do that. All this evocative imagery around him, and it's like I was rubbing my dick against her ass. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's naughty behaviour, that. Yeah, so that's where we start. All of these stories from Noah from his book, I Need More, in 1982, it's a series of conversations, autobiographical conversations, with Anne Werher, who was his mate at the time. And there's a foreword from Andy Warhol in it. And, it, and it's the, the shittiest thing I've ever read. It's just, it's just a load of facts. He was Jim Osterberg, he met Nico, John Kelly, made an album. Just a load of facts about Iggy. And at the end he goes, I don't know why he hasn't made it really big. He is so good. <laughs> <laughs> right, first proper story. This is Iggy's first sexual experience. The bishops had a daughter named Diane who became rather an issue in my family. Diane was a few years younger than me, but even in my early teens, I was already attracted to her. She had the family build and enormous lips, and oh, well, she just had a rather, she had sort of, she was born for sex. <laughs> this girl, she grew huge tits very early. <laughs> so one day, when I was a bit older and more attractive, and was drumming in the band and all, one day I ran into Diane Bishop and I went down the railroad track with her and, well, I felt her tits. <laughs> the first tits I'd ever felt. God, I'd like to. I'd really like to have a chance to fuck Diane Bishop. I never did get to fuck her. Well, maybe someday. You never know. <laughs> a bit weird, isn't it? A bit creepy. You still say that? someday. When's this from? 1982. 1982. I wonder if he ever did. I wonder if he ever met up with her after that. But, as we'll see, she would have been about 30 by this point. Iggy likes him young. Does he? Yeah, distressingly young, to be honest, yeah. Right. And he's a fucking BBC radio presenter. <laughs> and I don't think he will be. Well, soon. the BBC do not like to be associated with dodgy characters, do they? Here's his actual virginity story. This is in 1965. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get fucked until I was 20. Before that, I used to come, but uh, just rub it against some jeans or something. Or to just touch a nice ass was very enjoyable. And I didn't want to get fucked. There was this chick who had an eye on me. She was 25, which seemed ancient to me at the time. She had a kid. I don't know. I don't like screwing chicks with kids. <laughs> I just don't like it. It's like, I don't want to be there with that kid. And that kid's probably been there already. Sloppy seconds oh, for the fuck yeah, again. Well. Oh, you could just suck yourself with some heavy jealousy with that kid. Anyway, <laughs> she was a good looking kid. She was being very nice and she'd keep turning up, you know, making scrambled eggs. <laughs> she was trying to get me to fuck her. Uh, one time I was kissing her and stuff on a couch over at her place and I was laying on top. I was humping her, actually, <laughs> and she was saying, why don't you go all the way? Let's go all the way. <laughs> well, I was put off. Then finally, one night in my room, I had this really weird room with a little balcony, and I used to shit on it, uh, shit on my little balcony, I let it dry. I had all the furniture. <laughs> I had all the furniture in my room, including two single beds. All the furniture tipped on end. I made a maze out of it so you couldn't see more than two or three feet in any one direction at <laughs> any given time. <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? What have you done to this room? <laughs> 
Your fucking job again. <laughs> yeah, too bored me spending his time doing this. <laughs> it was an interesting room, a little room of its own. Anyway, she got me really stoned on good stuff. I don't remember how I got my clothes off, but we were on the balcony. I cleaned the shit off the balcony and I put a bed out there because she was coming over that night. It wasn't hard. Oh, he's saying it. Yeah, in, yeah. in quote marks always. Yeah, his dick. that's his yeah. penis up. <laughs> it wasn't hard, and I wasn't aware exactly what was happening to us. Somehow she managed to sort of do it herself. And then I came. Uh, it was very much like a dream sequence. I just sat up. I didn't say a word, and I took off. I ran downstairs and got on her bicycle, and I rode just as fast as I could away. I was very upset. <laughs> and I turned a corner on the wrong side of the street. I was in a frenzy. <laughs> and I ran head on into a car and I flipped into the air. <laughs> and I flew over the car and landed on my feet. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking right, you did. What's <laughs> shit? <laughs> So, I think that's sort of one of the best virginity stories ever. <laughs> Just the madness of it all, the fucking chaos. What's he living like? And he's late, man, 20. He was and only... she was 25, so that's not dodgy. Yeah, but he was all upset by it. He was probably upset that she was too old. Right, that's why yeah. he freaked out and ran off. That's okay. like climbing up a lamppost, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like sting. That kind of energy. <laughs> just running out into the street and getting hit by a car. And then just doing a double flip. Uh, shitting on the balcony. Why is he doing that? What? And why is why is that in this story? <laughs> yeah, why is he telling people like, freely? I need to. I need you to know that there was shit there, <laughs> but I was kind enough to sweep the shit off the balcony <laughs> before inviting my lady onto there with me. Wow, that's weird. <laughs> okay, this next story is about Nico in the late sixties. Nico from the Velvet Underground yes. dance. Nico. Uh, Nico came to live with us for a while. I met her in New York. She was real lovely and we were like boyfriend and girlfriend for a while. I told her I have to go to Michigan to be with a band. And she said, Jimmy, I'll go with you. She spoke like that. And I thought, what is a sophisticated lady like her? What does she want to do where I am? She must be nuts. <laughs> She was, and I owe her the world. She taught me all about that. Well, you know, I had never licked pussy before. I got into that. And like, I liked having sex with her a lot. <laughs> and she taught me all about wine, but real wine. I liked having sex with her a lot. It's like, it's like what a fucking 10 year old would think to say. You're talking about fucking Nico from the Velvet Underground. It's really basic shit yeah. that he's saying. She, I did. I licked her pussy, right? <laughs> and uh, I liked having sex with her. As well. <laughs> they were they were things that I liked, but no. It's fucking Nico. <laughs> okay, uh, story about his first wife. He married Wendy when he was uh, twenty-one. She was a virgin at the time, and I just had to have her. We go to the lake or out to the movies. And then to our favorite hamburger joint. She was the only one who could get me to eat a hamburger. <laughs> so the sun's starting to set, you know. Uh, it's a wedding night or thereabouts. And my drummer, 
Excuse me. <laughs> Scotty Ashton was very, very, very attractive, a good-looking guy. And he liked Wendy, so she had a crush on him, right? And I'm the world's most jealous man. So she wakes up in the middle of the night, and half awake, she tells me that she had this dream about Scotty. And I completely flipped out automatically and put me right off. The other thing was she liked to sleep at night, of all things. And I liked to sleep whenever I wanted to. I liked to play my guitar any old time. So one night I got an idea for a song, just right then in the middle of the night. But here's this woman in my bed. It suddenly hit me. Then and there, it was impossible. It had to be one or the other. Her or my career. Mind you, I loved her very much. <laughs> then I proceeded to write one of my best tunes ever, down on the street. I went into the closet with my amplifier, and I played my guitar muffled and quiet. A real stomp, very tribal. It sounded nice, muffled, intense. But then I wanted to go out to the next musical idea for the song, and I thought, Oh, I gotta be quiet. And then I thought, no man, you don't gotta be quiet. So I stepped out of the closet. And the next part was this huge noise. A thundering fucking card. That just shattered her immensely. But it was like, it was okay. Because they had this song stuck together. And that was a funny moment. Birth. <laughs> prick. If he was asleep, I bet he'd want her to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even just playing guitar in the closet, plugged in, <laughs> yeah. he's probably like, you know... Keeping her awake, though. Yeah. And then to just go, nah, I want really fucking... <laughs> really rock out now, and just, like, dramatically kicking the door open and <laughs> striking his power card. To his new wife. I'm your husband. Is Down on the Street a good song? Yeah. No, it's worth not. fucking his marriage up for, <laughs> yeah, for me. So he left his wife after this, and this is where it goes up pretty bad, Friggy. So, I walk into a hamburger joint where the kids went after school. It's actually where I wrote the Stooges' first record. It was a coffee shop and a bathroom. I'd come in before the kids went out of school, and I'd just sit in the back of the balcony and observe their social patterns, which became material for my songs. And so I went there and I saw Betsy. I never saw anything like that. She was very cute. And she was the exact opposite physically of my wife. Blonde, white as snow. She was 13. And she looked at me penetratingly. So I suppose you can figure out what happened next. You don't go into detail about what happens next, but... I mean, I figured that he just thought, well, she's 13. I'll just fuck off home. Because that's the right thing to do. <laughs> I don't think he did that. Uh, we'll have a little break from Iggy's underage shags. He got drafted for Vietnam in 1966. And here's how he got out of it. And here's his dick size, by the way. Coming up. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, we all did a mental test. And then we took physical. Starting at station one. Station one is where you take off your clothes down to your skivvies. And then you're supposed to get in line for the next bullshit test. So in my part of the room, I stripped off and I didn't have any underwear. Just bare naked. Pretty clever plan, eh? <laughs> Way to jump with himself. I just whacked it a little bit and walked out with the most enormous hard-on. 11 inches and 1 3 quarters. 
at approximately a 94 degree angle <laughs> straight towards my place in line. I'd not gone four steps when a shout rang out, HALT! A sergeant approached me, WHERE IS YOUR UNDERWEAR? I went to the shrink and he asked me questions like, what does gay mean? What's a queen? Things like that. But at this time, I was really into it and he bought it and took me downstairs to the captain. I was almost in tears. I was so wrapped up in my role, lots of convulsions and tears, I started disgusting him and undermining his professional attitude and he asked me to leave. It only took me an hour and a half to evade the draft. All in a good day's work. He's <laughs> doing a good job. And he's got his dick out. He's showing his dick to everyone. Did he have to get it, like, erect? Oh. i tell you what, though. Johnny says it's 11 inches by one and three quarter inches. Yeah. If he's talking about circumference, that's a fucking tiny, tiny, thin dick, that. But just really long. Yeah. Yeah, it's thin, that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think uh, the physics of it would work, or it just, you know, it just snap. Anyway, final story, final story. So this is after a gig and the police have raided it. I have this deathly fear of cops, of authority, and I had this girlfriend who lived in the area, a very straight girl. She was a virgin at the time. Ha! A detail I took care of a year later. She lived with her parents and she said, Quick, I'll hide you. I just wanted to get out. I knew there'd be police. I didn't want them near me. So I just ducked out with her in my little ballerina costume, right? And I crept... <laughs> That's what he was wearing for the gig. Yeah, yeah, fuck that was <laughs> And I crept in her house late at night. I spent a night in the suburbs with this chick in my ballerina clothes in Grandpa's bed or something. And to add insult to injury, it was a chick that didn't even screw, you know? So I was all hot, a beautiful girl, you know, and trying to make it with this chick in my ballerina costume in the suburbs all night long. And the next morning I had to go through tea with her mother in the daylight in my little ballerina costume and all. So that was an unpleasant day. Uh, it was just the wrong clothes. It's <laughs> <laughs> like you can hear the panic in his voice where he's like trying to find a point to all this. He's like... It's just that I was wearing that daft thing all the time. Why didn't I just... Why didn't I get changed? I feel like a dickhead. Anyway, so uh, a couple of weeks ago, the New York Times interviewed him and brought up a lot of these stories about oh, yeah. um, 13-year-old girls. Well, no, she penetrated him with a stare. Uh, but you can guess what happened next. I, I, I'm being very generous. Well, me and the New York Times ain't, right? right so, okay, so let's they see, asked, what, see what it says. They asked him about it, and this is what he said. Well, now I'm married and I'm a much different person than I was. I'm not going to list in detail my experiences when they're that private, other than in terms of what you read. Let him off, let him off the hook. Ask him if well, you're saying you don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Anyways, it's my you... business, even though I've like written books about it and said it before in interviews. If it's private, then... It ain't private, it's public knowledge now. Yeah, he's got, to, yeah. he's got to address it. He can't just wriggle out of it. The New York Times... Do push it a bit, but they end up letting him out there. Yeah. Anyway, this is what he says as well. I don't think that I was really thinking about anything. I think most artists, when they're young, pursue beauty when it presents itself. <laughs> Things were much different in those times in general. Much, much different. That's all I would say about that. If I decided I was going to go now and try to clean up everything I've ever done, that would make me Sisyphus. I'd be rolling that damn 
stone up the mountain until I die. Yeah, so Iggy Pop, BBC radio presenter, kid fucker. No, no kid fucker. solid evidence for that. Oh, you know what? I've got more stories. There's, there's way more stories than this, but it's going to be an episode two. And he mentions teenage girls a lot, like 14 year old Well, on this evidence, is he woke or is he cancelled? I'm saying fucking cancel without doubt. What are you saying? Uh, I'm saying he didn't. He didn't say what happened with that thirteen-year-old. So I'm assuming it was just about him looking at her in the restaurant. That's all he did wrong. With my <laughs> eyes. The thing about him rubbing his dick on someone in the crowd at a gig. I don't like that. Could have been his date. He's had a shag and he used to like rubbing. So yeah. He knew a name as well. Said so had a French name. So yeah. So maybe there was. You're you're saying he's woke, can't you? You're on the wrong he, side of history, he, man. In a few months, when this is out, and he's fucking all over the news. Well, You're if any it. if any more evidence comes to light, in <laughs> in another podcast. Oh, well, Iggy Pop, Iggy Part Two is coming in about what, a few months, and you'll change your fucking mind. Well, might do, <laughs> might do. Don't know about those stories yet. You are right. I'm saying cancelled. I'm saying Iggy Pop is woke. Oh, uh, would you fuck him? I'd be a lady, and he'd do me. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And that's been Famous First Times. Next episode coming whenever. We are not sticking to a schedule. Go and join us at OnlyFans, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just keep your eye out. We'll probably put someone else out soon, so just keep checking back. And it'll always be a Sunday when we put it out, so... Yes. Don't bother looking on a Tuesday. Don't bother looking on a Thursday. Don't bother looking on a Friday. It's going to be fucking Sunday. <laughs> Famous First Times on Instagram, and it's Give Over on Twitter and Facebook. Facebook. And Famous First Times on OnlyFans. This is good content. Uh, Everybody, we're back. <laughs> yeah, we're back two years. Been fucking around for two years. Now we're back. More dick stories for you all. Thank you for listening. I mean, thank us for giving you something to listen to. <laughs> Cheers. Later.